My guest on this week's episode of Southern Search is Jeremy Vest, founder of Creator Unlock. Jeremy is a veteran digital marketer, serial entrepreneur, and frequent conference presenter. You might have heard Jeremy present at Local U, Vid Summit, VidCon, and Social Media Marketing World. He also founded the popular conference series Video Marketing World. What does Jeremy do exactly? He teaches business owners and thought leaders how to dominate their niche using video, and the results are hard to believe. His clients have earned billions of views on TikTok, YouTube, and other video platforms. Some of Jeremy's most successful clients are small businesses. Some are Fortune 100 companies. Jeremy's Unlock methodology works for all different business categories. What is the Unlock method? Who are some of Jeremy's best performing clients? What mistakes are video creators making? I'm going to ask Jeremy these questions and many more. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Jeremy Vest. We'll talk about the monetization model in video. He'll share some tips about how to go viral. We'll spend a little time talking about vertical videos and how they present a huge opportunity for video creators. Jeremy, welcome to Sesame Search. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because... We haven't had someone with your exact level of knowledge about video before. So this is going to be new ground for us at Sesame Search. And I thought, uh, you know, I'd start by talking to you about a success case or a couple of success cases you've had. I heard a story that I wanted to, to kind of get started with about a plumber from Dallas. You coached him on video that had wild success. And um, it, it really helped me to understand the power of video. Um, what, what happened in that with that particular client and uh, what do you attribute all that success to? Sure. About four years ago, I was speaking at a big YouTube conference um, and I met this big old redneck from Dallas, Texas with a handlebar mustache. And he comes up to me, his name's Roger Wakefield. And he's like, tell me about that video YouTube stuff. And at the time he had about a hundred subscribers. So I became his YouTube coach, and now fast forward four years, he's the most famous plumber in the world. <laughs> Cottonelle pays him like $144,000 to make a single video for them. And um, he, you know, he's got over five or 600,000 subscribers on YouTube and, and total over a million followers and gets millions of views a month. Um, and he's just a master plumber, you know, from Dallas, Texas. He, uh, has done so well for himself that he ended up last year selling his entire plumbing business and now just has a plumbing media company and works with the largest plumbing suppliers in the world like Ferguson. And, you know, he does well over seven figures a year just being the person that shows up on Google, on YouTube, uh, when people are asking questions about plumbing or want to get a plumbing career. He's your guy. And and I'm really proud of that because he's really hardworking. He has 90% of the credit, but I was able to help him unlock his passion. He actually thought that his superpowers and his passion was that he was a master plumber. And that's actually not true at all. There's a lot of master plumbers. What his superpower is and, and what I helped him unlock is he's a very charismatic, handlebar, toting redneck from Dallas, Texas that people love. And yeah, that's, what I, that's what I like about that story so much is that it makes video feel more accessible to the, you know, average Joe six pack person. So like you don't have to be a Kardashian or a famous professional athlete or a comedian to make good money with video. You, you can be, uh, you know, just a regular Joe and do this. So I get, I guess the, the question is how do you get from where he was 
where he is. Part of part of working with you is you have um, courses that people go through. How, how does a coaching relationship with you or, or with a, a YouTube video coach? How does it even work? Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit different because I do focus on the unlock part, like really understanding what your value is, what your niche is, your purpose. You know, really understanding what your slogan is. If someone says, "Hey, what do you do?" and you know, I help people learn plumbing online, like that's very specific, right? So the way all these TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook algorithms work is they have a whole bunch of view viewers that watch videos and the AI engines are looking for people with a specific watch history to match your type of video. So if you're making all types of content, even on plumbing, um, YouTube and Google and Instagram and TikTok aren't actually, they're not going to know who to send your videos to and you're going to get low views. But if you become the master at one thing, one of my customers is Lawn Care Life out of Birmingham, Alabama, and he just teaches people how to do weed control and lawn care. Um, again, makes six, seven figures a year, and he's just a lawn care dude out of Birmingham, Alabama, um, has over 123,000 subscribers and does quite well for himself. So you got to understand beyond just what your niche is, you really need to like have a niche within a niche and then just master that thing. Really what we're talking about is becoming the perceived thought leader in the world for one thing. The algorithms, YouTube, TikTok will then know who to send your videos to. And my specialty really is just helping people unlock that the niche and exactly what their value is to the viewers a lot of companies, especially I work with a lot of service companies, um, a lot of companies put up a video on YouTube and get pissed off that it doesn't work or they don't get views or sales. And the truth is most brands and companies just don't know how to do this. Like it's hard, right? It's like being a brain surgeon versus a general physician. And it's it just like SEO or local SEO. It's all very, like, it gets very complex very quickly. But at the end of the day, if you focus on the viewer in your niche, you're going to be all right. Yeah, I get it. That's interesting. This is called the unlock method. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I do. I'm writing a yeah. text or a book right now on my unlock method. It comes out in the fall. All right, well, we'll have to make sure we promote that at the time it comes out. I mean, this is you're speaking about the said conferences. This is a big thing. So um, I, I do want to unpack it a little bit more. Before I do that, I keep hearing I, I, my uh, attention goes to money a lot of times, I, I admit. But you keep talking about 600,000, six figures, seven figures for, for these folks. I don't understand the monetization model. So this may be a newbie question for you, but it seems like you can get paid a percentage of the ads that run on your channel. You also have some sponsorships like the... The plumber was getting sponsorship deals from Ferguson and those sorts of things. Um, which is something I should really consider to be honest with you, having a, a video show for your clients. What are you telling them about how to make money from this? How, how, how does the monetization model even work? Well, you know, like my clients in the past have been from Procter and Gamble to, you know, a kid's YouTube channel. Right. So like it, it's very, very, but at the end of the day, the biggest thing I want to make sure people understand is you're not a YouTuber or a TikToker. You're a business 
with a specific niche. And I only work with people that are going to focus in on one thing and become the master of that thing or master their part of that thing. Um, so for example, if I'll give you a, another example of a customer I worked with for many years, Braille skateboarding, the largest skateboard YouTube channel in the world. When I came on about two or three, four years ago to start working with them, they're, you know, they were already the largest YouTube skateboard channel with almost 6 million subscribers in the world. But what they were doing wrong is the majority of the money they are making was coming from YouTube AdSense or Google AdSense. And about 45 to 50% of the revenue they're making every single month was coming from ads. The problem with that is if you think like a business and not like a YouTuber or a TikToker, um, risk diversification. You could lose your YouTube channel. You could, you know, easily get demonetized. You know, something, uh, a ad, a sponsor could say you did something wrong or targeted kids. Like it, it's literally way too easy to lose your entire business. If you're for any purpose, practical purpose, if you have more than 20 or 30% of your revenue coming in from one source. So what I like to do is individualize a, a, a revenue diversification plan through eyeballs. It doesn't matter if it's TikTok or YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, it's just eyeballs. About 20% of the revenue I recommend to, to actually try to get from ads, 20% from brand sponsorship deals, and the rest, I personally am a big believer of a, a mix of products and services. Um, there's a million other ways like affiliate marketing and, you know, there's a lot of ways, but my whole thing is it doesn't really matter how you make your money. It matters how diversified you are. So two, three, four, five different, I would say four to five different sources of revenue is the best way. And so what I did with Braille skateboarding is we took that, the revenue, uh, coming from ads and we made a line of skateboards that went into Walmart. We made wow. a toy line that went into Amazon and every Target in America for skateboard toys. Um, we built uh, the now largest skateboard app in the world with 500,000 downloads and um, a whole lot more stuff. Like we, we have a video game. We partnered with a video game company that, you know, that video game has hundreds of thousands of downloads as well. So now people can find us through YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, the iTunes store, you know, so, so it's crazy diversified. And you can just imagine with how many eyeballs we have from sponsorships to sales, our own products, our own services, or, you know, it, it's just a very deep company now. Like it's a very, there's a lot of ways to make money and, and it's a business. So Half of what I do sounds weird, but it's kind of business coaching. It does sound like that. Yeah. I mean, like uh, you're, you're talking about limiting risk. You're talking about things that a business owner would think of, which is, yeah. I, I think getting those YouTubers to get out of that that mindset is really, really valuable. You, you also have some other tips for, for businesses. This is actually not your first Search Lab video. You were on uh, Greg's tip video a few weeks ago and shared five mistakes video creators are making. 
um, at the risk of re- being repetitive. I think they were so good. I wanted to go over them on my show and get this audience uh, t- to know about these as well. And, and so I, I, if, if we could, I want to go over those. But the first mistake you mentioned is that uh, they're making video. They're not making videos for the actual customer. Okay, so they're people who visit their stores or purchase their products. What gives? How how, how are people missing this one? So again, this kind of goes back to my whole philosophy of like unlocking your superpower and and what your value is. A lot of people think if like you went and asked your your spouse today, what makes me awesome? Her answer is going to be completely different than your answer. I promise you. It's going to be completely different. So what happens is we have a preconceived notion of what makes us awesome. If you talk to an engineer, the software is what makes us awesome, right? If you talk to a HR person, it's going to be the people. So, right. so what you have to do is you have to take your emotions out of it and really figure out why someone would watch your videos, waste four minutes of their life for you. And when you get down to that, nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with what you're thinking. Um, and it might not even, even have anything to do with learning something. It might just be people wanting to have conversations about their industry. So you just got to figure that out. That's the hard part. A lot, of, a lot of these tips that I'm hearing are about leave the emotion out of it. Be dispassionate about whatever you think and really hone in on what is the data telling you and think like a business person. Be, be a little bit less emotional about these things. I love that. The, the, the next mistake that people are making is a tactical one. They're not embracing vertical videos. So this is the uh, this is where everything's going in video. Uh, people are not taking advantage of this. It's ubiquitous now. It's on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Everywhere you look, you're looking at these video, vertical videos. Why are you emphasizing this so much uh, to your So, clients? you know, a lot of... Even people in my industry, like YouTube strategists, are getting this wrong. And what they're saying is don't worry about vertical videos because you're not going to make much money right now. That is true. But if you really understand advertising and digital advertising, you know from like the Super Bowl and other things that eyeballs are everything and it filters down into something, right? So there's 50 billion views a day just on YouTube for YouTube shorts, 50 billion views a day. There's only like 8 billion people in the world, right? So 50 billion views a day on YouTube shorts. You're missing that. And you're trying to tell me like as a company that you know best because that's not going to be a revenue for you to make money. I'm sorry, you're just wrong. So, you know, cast a wide net, bring in more eyeballs to your long videos and your let people be engaged into your services or products and, you know, sponsorship opportunities. So what, what I did, uh, the day shorts came out well over a year ago now is I created a separate YouTube channel for Braille skateboarding called Braille skateboarding shorts. Uh, you don't have to do that now. You can just have it all on the same channel, but back then it was kind of weird. So we, we were testing it, but that, channel has over a hundred million views in a year. And yeah, for a channel with 2 billion views, that may not sound like a lot, but that's a hundred million potential people that have never heard of Braille skateboarding because what happens with vertical video on YouTube is it's a wider audience. It may not be skateboarders, but 
how many people do you know that don't skateboard that wear skateboard shoes or, you know, don't play basketball, but have Eric Jordans. I, I, I it, this makes, it's too logical almost. Um, <laughs> the, the last mistake is also in, in the fundamentals. So you mentioned people don't have great titles and thumbnails that are clickable. Um, I can only imagine you, you've been at this for many years. You probably see the same mistake over and over and over again. What are you coming across where you just like face palm? Uh, what were some of those common mistakes that, that people are making? I think, unfortunately, the, the, the unfortunate part about being a guru, a YouTube guru, is a lot of us gurus are saying the wrong crap to people, you know, and, and this happens in SEO, this happens in local, this happens in web design, this happens everywhere. And, and the truth is there's not one good answer that's going to apply to everyone, right? So there are basically four things that matter. This is kind of my acronym, an acronym you will never remember, but it's a good acronym. It's NCWL. So the first part is we've already talked about is niching down and making sure that YouTube and Facebook and TikTok know what type of content you make so they can serve it to people. So have a niche and then click uh, NCWL. So the second is clickability. So making sure your titles and thumbnails are actually clickable. So have emotion in your titles. Don't just have, you know, the top 10 local SEO tricks, 2023. Um, have something like local SEO is dead question mark. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, it's absolutely clickbait, but let's, let's, let's just be honest about clickbait real quick. In the 1800s and 1600s, didn't newspapers have big, good headlines? Like you're winning attention from the millions of other videos on YouTube or TikTok. So why not add emotion and a real reason to click and make content worthy of the watch? So the next part is, so niche down, make clickable titles and thumbnails, very visually popping and appealing. And then watch time is pretty much the biggest part of the algorithms for these channels. So with a short video, you want to have at least 100% watch time, meaning people watch the video and rewatch it a little bit on average. And then on a long video, you want the first 30 seconds, you want people to still be watching. 70% of people still need to be watching after the first 30 seconds. So the first 30 seconds of a long video needs to be all about the hook, the emotions, and then settle down by second 31, settle down into the content and give people the value you promised them. It's not clickbait on the title and thumbnail if you deliver the promise of the title and thumbnail. So if the content is good enough and worthy of the watch and worthy of the click, then you're going to, you're going to do well. Um, and then the L is likability. So likes, comments, and shares. So niche down, make clickable content, make watchable content, and make likable content. Really, that's pretty much the entire thing. And um, that that's where a lot of gurus and stuff talk about the algorithm or analytics, or they talk about this or that. What I like to do is get people to really understand who they are and what their superpowers are and what their niche is. 
and then make do the best basics, do the fundamentals better than anyone else in the world. And that's it. Like I, I know it sounds easy, but it's obviously not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and this this sort of dovetails nicely to your fourth tip, which is to to focus on SEO for videos, which is sort of what you I think you just went over. And I, I think this is a great framework for it. So we hear how many times do you hear YouTube is the second largest search engine? Um, but there are like, uh, at least in my world, far fewer articles and commerce presentations about doing SEO for YouTube. Um, wow. You know, to be clear, you have not mentioned paid promotion here. You have not mentioned uh, running YouTube ads or spending your own money to promote your your videos. Is that not on your radar? Is that something, that's something you're advising people? Is there well, coming back to like me running a business, yep. what I do is anyone that lands on my blogs or my YouTube videos that has done enough things, you know, to, to make me qualify them, they will get remarketing ads on Instagram and Facebook, on Google and YouTube. Okay. Um, but I am not promoting my organic videos ever with ads um i've done this in the past and it just doesn't seem to to be a good idea um and i when i say i've done this in the past i've probably spent about 20 million dollars you know with big brands and stuff so I'm, I'm not just like dabbling you know i've done a lot of this but as a business re-engaging eyeballs that have already been on my website already subscribed to my youtube channel that have already downloaded you know a theme um, they're going to get emails. They're going to get uh, remarketing ads, and I'm going to, you know, build them up. I want them to, but it's all content marketing, right? I want them to just get pure extreme value from me until they're ready to purchase. Um, so I would say that a lot of gurus are like, never use ads, and I'm just like, well, why even have a business if you're not going to cater people, you know, into a sales funnel? This doesn't make any sense. There's just too many black and white gurus out there that aren't giving a lot of good advice. And that's one of the reasons I keep on after 15 years, I keep on doing this because I just want to make sure people um, understand that there's no one right way to do this. It's really based on what your needs and thoughts are. But if you're a business, everything else is going to make sense. I love I, I, I Everything is very logical. What you're saying, you know, the last thing that you in your tips uh, on Greg's video was that, that you stay consistent. This is actually my number one piece of advice for anyone uh, podcasting. So it makes sense in video creation too. Once once I switched to a weekly format, so I was doing this like once a month. Or yeah. Once a month. So so to begin, I would do I would do one or two shorts a week on all the platforms, and one blog or not blog, excuse me, one long video a month minimum. I would try to do four if possible. But again, it depends on a lot of things. Mr. Beast and Dude Perfect and the best YouTubers in the world are getting away with doing one or less videos a month because they know putting in 10 times the effort for watch time and clickability, watchability and likability, they know that putting in, you know, Mr. Beast will put out a video where he gets a thousand people to see again and he knows that video will get three or 400 million views opposed to doing 10 videos about people, blind people seeing again. So he puts all his eggs in one basket 
but he makes the content 10 times better for that yeah. one video. And and what I'm going to, on a personal note, I, I've got some secret channels and stuff I'm doing. I'm doing qual- quality over quantity every time. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is, if you're making a video that's not worth a watch, don't post it. Don't waste people's time. That's like not nice, you know? At the same time, you need to make 100 videos to start getting good. So what I would do is I would do live streams or podcasts, things like this to get better on camera for 100 times. And that's going to elevate your shorts game. That's going to elevate your long videos. And it's going to get you more comfortable and and make you better. I I love this. The 100 videos thing is is true. Um, I, I I want to pivot to analytics. Here's a question. In those early days, you're making 100 videos. Sometimes the analytics are humbling. There's not much to even show. Uh, you're trying to build your audience over time. What, how do you advise people to use YouTube analytics in those early days? And how does that evolve over time as you're building your audience, as things improve? Are you looking at different things as more important than others? Or is it still basically the same metrics matter throughout that process? So yeah, I'll, I'm going to answer this question two ways, if you don't mind. Because we're in 2023 and we have AI and ChatGTP now, um, vidIQ has this really cool new tool called the uh, Coach, the the YouTube Coach. And the other day, I asked it, like, what are my top performing videos? Or you know, I asked what based on analytics, what should I be doing? Better? And it's just giving me answers now because it has access to the API with YouTube analytics and it's able to scrape all that. But essentially the things you're looking at in YouTube analytics, the only things that actually matter in my opinion is growth, what worked, what didn't work and get 1% better every week. So click through rates, CTR, of your titles and thumbnails and previews, watch time for your longs and shorts, average view duration, and um, what content works and what content doesn't. If you make 10 videos and six of those got like almost no views and four of them got a lot of views, whatever you did on the title and thumbnail and the, the watch time, the video editing, that worked better, right? So double down on the things that work and ditch the rest and focus. Another thing people don't realize about YouTube and TikTok is once the algorithms find value in what you do, they're going to promote that kind of content more. So an example is we did really well on class skateboards for Braille skateboarding. So I ordered like 15 more skateboards. And now we have 100 million views on the term class skateboard on YouTube. And it's just because it's very intriguing. Who wouldn't, even non-skateboarders are going to watch a glass skateboard video because you know what's going to happen. It's going to end very badly, right? right, right. Um, it's human nature. So once you you find success, double down, just keep on going. Uh, I love that. Well, I I guess this is the last thing I would, I would point to. You have really good frameworks. You have really good uh, tools that people can use. Ultimately, the, this term we're so familiar with, going viral, that there there seems to be something in my mind that is innate in the person that's entertaining, that is engaging or something like that. You've worked with many people who've had that feeling of going viral it must be so exhilarating. Uh, is there a common thread between those 
presenters, the personalities themselves that you could point to and say, people who have it are, are going to go viral more commonly relative to any other tools outside the, that we have talked about or otherwise. You know, what's interesting about that con concept is we could literally talk about this for 10 hours, right? So <laughs> one thing I can tell you is a lot of my students go viral every day or every week, yeah. a lot. So that's not the definition of viral. So how can you predictably go viral? Have the best titles and thumbnails in the world. Mm -hmm. Have watchable content. Know what people want to watch. Use clickbait and emotion to psychologically give someone a reason to click and watch. It all ties together, right? So one thing I'll say, though, is one of my secret channels is I'm just... <laughs> I'm rubbing crystal glass bowls and they uh, they make this vibration sound and I'm doing sleep music. My face is never on the channel in the first month I got a million views. And the reason? Better thumbnails, better titles. Every video is eight hours long because people are trying to sleep. So, you know, it, it's not even about the personality. Sometimes most of the videos you see on TikTok right now are not people talking. The weird stuff happening, skateboarding, you know, the, it's a visual environment. I would not get stuck too much on just the talking head philosophy. A lot of businesses just kind of get stuck in that. But for example, if I was selling a drill press, I would never talk. I would go out to the best woodworkers in the world and I would let, I would tell visual stories of making stuff happen and showing the logo with a description or something to, to go buy that exact drill press. So it's less about people a lot of times. Now, if you are on camera, then you have to be exciting and entertaining and give people value they don't know about. You can't be a me too in this. You have to give a unique perspective. One of my favorite Personality. I'm not going to say what he talks about is my favorite, but one of my favorite personalities is Joe Rogan because I hang on, and so do you guys. Everyone pretty much hangs on to every word he says, whether you like it or not, um, because he's polarizing and it's exciting and he's saying things no one else says. So, for example, with this show, I would put like me on the bottom or the top, you on the bottom or the top, and have 15, 25 second clips of the most strongest parts with visuals. And when you do, like for example, a short, I would have 80% of the video visual, not just talking, right? Because people are visual learners in general. Most people are. So um, I, I think to wrap this up, it's more about the experience, less about the person. And even if it's about the person, it's not about the person. It's about the person, the thing the person's selling you to do. I love it. Well, um, let, let, let me wrap up with just some, some housekeeping here. I, I understand that you hosted a conference for many years about video. Any plans to get back in the conference game? And no, I sold Video Marketing World. It's still in Dallas, Texas every year. It's Video Marketing World. I sold that last year. Um, uh, I, it's just, it's an amazing conference. I, I, I speak at a lot of conferences, um, but that's not my passion. That's definitely not my skill set. but I grew it to a point to be able to sell it. So I'm proud of that. Um, 
but it is, uh, you know, conferences are cool. I, I think they're great for meeting people and getting in a like-minded mentality and mindset. Well, awesome. Well, I, I want to just make sure we, we point this out for anybody who's watching. It, it, I, I mentioned you have a 12-week training program. Uh, you, you offer consulting for people from all walks of life. Like you said, Everest Joe's up to Fortune 500s. How do people engage with you? If you want to learn more about the program, where do they go to find it? Yeah, they just go to creatorunlock.com. And uh, we actually have a, a session starting pretty soon. But yeah, just hit me up um, and uh, we can custom design something for people too if they don't want to spend the full amount of money. But um, I'm, you know, relatively speaking, I feel like it's a pretty affordable, pretty affordable plan for, you know, the, the fact that my students have over 30 billion views. So I uh, like to work with a few people, not a lot a year. Um, about 36 people a year is all I work with. Um, and But yeah, it's more expensive, but you get more access to me. And at the end of the day, if you're going to purchase or invest in a coach, it's about accountability and access. It's not about you know taking the course or all the other stuff that you're going to get. It's about having someone that's an expert, help you get past your struggles. I love it. Well, Jeremy, I have really enjoyed the conversation. I, I think you've got a real, like, it's just very, I kept using, using the word logical. Everything is very logical that you're saying. It's it's useful. And uh, I hope I hope many people will check out your site. So I'm going to give you a virtual cheers for now. For everybody Thank else you. watching, we'll be back next week with another episode of Sessa Search. Thanks, Jeremy. <laughs>